Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Hero Podcast. My name is Mauricio Porras and I am the founder of Hero. Hero is a global platform that brings activists and supporters together to accelerate change. Go to heroactivism.com to learn more. In this episode, I had an amazing conversation with Hania Inram, a climate activist from Pakistan. We talked about the process of acknowledging that every voice has power, about how she started the youth climate activist movement in Pakistan, about the importance of holding people in power accountable, her learnings as an activist, about looking at the goodness in the world, understanding activism in both a local and a global context, and the need to amplify diverse voices in the climate movement. I hope you feel as inspired as I did, so give it a listen and I hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, welcome to the Hero Podcast. I have Hania Imram as a guest. She's a climate activist from Pakistan. So Hania, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for being our guest in this episode. I'm so eager to learn more about everything that you're doing as a climate activist and learn more about what um, what it's a little of the context of activism in Pakistan. So. To start, how did you become a climate activist, Hania? Um, so I started when I was in third grade initially. Um, I learned about the climate crisis in my class. Uh, and, you know, it was just taught as like a simple topic and not really as a crisis. But, you know, still um, I started thinking about the issue and I started wondering why nobody was doing anything about it and why, uh, you know, it was such a big problem and it was killing animals and it was hurting humans and yet nobody seemed to care about it and so uh, I went home and I made these posters and I wrote don't litter on them uh, because that that was the only thing I knew about climate change uh, I thought that littering was you know one of the main issues and uh, so I um, went uh, back to my school the next day and I handed out those don't litter posters um, and the funny thing is I gave it to one girl and she read it and she littered it on the ground. <laughs> so that's how I initially started. But then uh, in ninth grade, you know, I watched the documentary Before the Flood by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, a series of other events like just, uh, you know, reading up on it and, you know, talking about it with my family and just, you know, hearing all these different things and then watching that documentary. I really started to think about how big of an issue it is. And I remember I watched a documentary at like 3 a.m. in the morning because I couldn't sleep and I, it just broke my heart. It absolutely shattered my heart. And I decided I had to do something about it. And so the next day I went to school and I remember this vividly. I was talking to, you know, some of my friends and I was telling them about this issue. And I'm like, you know, you guys know how urgent it is. You guys know how big it is you guys know that it's, it's happening right now and they were all like honey you don't really have to care about this right now you know you get into university like get done with your education and then and then maybe you can you know work on it or maybe you can become like a environmentalist or get a job related to that and I said to them I said to them why would I want to wait that long if it's such a big issue and it's happening right now um, because we won't have time when I'm older And so, yeah. you know, um, I start, I planned 14 years on my 14th birthday then, and that's how it started. Yeah. Okay. So 
you realize that you the power of your voice could move and the power of your actions could move other people in Pakistan to start caring more about uh, climate activism and the climate crisis. So that's started... actually not true. <laughs> that's actually not true because uh, I did not believe in the power of my voice and I, do, I did not think that I could do anything. Um, I just thought that I had to do something no matter what that was. Uh, and, you know, the, the power of my voice, that wasn't even in my mind when I went out and planted those trees. Uh, but the reaction I got after that, because so many people messaged me and so, and it was on the news and, you know, I wrote a letter to the Minister for Climate Change and he responded and he, he was also appreciating it. And that, that was when I realized, you know, they has taken me years and years and it's still taking me time right now. Uh, and I still haven't really processed this properly. Uh, because the to understand the power of your voice, I feel like that's a lifelong journey. You do not just, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So even right now, it has not registered how how much power I do have uh, in regards to my voice and the actions. Uh, but I just know that it's a responsibility and I have to keep going. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because, okay, so you didn't believe that you, your voice had power. Uh, right. But you nevertheless took action and just you had this ideal that things could be better. Right. And you take action and things started happening. So I want to talk a little bit more yeah, about exactly. uh, this movement that you started. Right. The youth climate activists from Pakistan. So tell me a little bit more about that movement and what exactly are you working on? Okay, so Youth Climate Activists Pakistan uh, started like we started this last year and it was a group we made to network and connect with each other um, also during the pandemic because, you know, a lot of activists and I myself, I felt very alone in the climate movement. I didn't realize that there were hundreds and thousands of people out there that were working for the same cause. Uh, and so, you know, I felt very isolated. Um, but, you know, I made the, the, the group because I felt I had to relate to someone. Otherwise, it would be too much pressure on me because if I knew that someone else was doing the same things and facing the same struggles, I could keep going. Mm -hmm. That led to a series of events where I connected with activists from around the world. And then I also connected with so many activists and so many people that, that they realized their responsibility and, you know, they're working for it. And it's, it just has kept me going. So Youth Climate Activists Pakistan right now has 80 plus members um, and, you know, participants. Uh, 80 plus youth from Pakistan mm -hmm. who are on the front lines and they're from different cities uh, all across Pakistan and then we have Pakistani youth that's also abroad so um, we have different people and the, what we're doing is that we're you know putting pressure on our government uh, to act uh, and act even more urgently in regards to this crisis we're putting pressure on businesses big businesses big multinationals that have mm -hmm. for too long uh, ignored this issue and are yet still ignoring it and we are telling them that we are watching them and we are uh, you know seeing what they're doing and that we will not stand for this and we will not sit down regardless of what they do or what they say to us um, and then we're also, you know, uh, holding international governments accountable because Pakistan is the least affected by the climate crisis. And yet we will have to face the, the burnt of it and we will have to pick up the pieces. Um, and we have little to no uh, hand in it. We are not the ones causing it as much as uh, these Western governments and, you know, um, different uh, countries are. Uh, and so we're holding them accountable as well. And how we're doing it, it is through different means. So 
we held a shoe strike on uh, on the Karachi floods. So there was the reason there was these floods in Karachi last year, and they were really huge, and it was disastrous. And the government did not do anything. They're in a you know they're in a battle between you know that we have different different parties in Pakistan that run the that run that run for elections, and so they're all you know just screaming at each other and arguing with with each other about who's bad and whose fault it is, but no one is stepping up and we are seeing our future being destroyed in front of us. And it's just, it's just something that we will not stand for. Uh, and so that is what Youth Climate Activist is doing. It is holding these different people in power accountable and it is organizing, it is networking and it is uh, you know, holding tough conversations that, that were not being held before, so yeah. This is awesome work. And of course, I think holding politicians, world leaders, and also uh, big companies and industries accountable is one of the most important jobs that activists uh, can work on. And well, what you're doing is amazing and obviously organizing and mobilizing other people to take these actions as well. So what have you Thank learned you. from these experiences that maybe other activists can also, um, you know, learn from. Maybe they're in their countries and communities and maybe they felt the same way as you did uh, before taking action. Like you don't know if your voice has power, if your actions can actually impact and change the way things are going. But nevertheless, you took action and things started moving. And now you have all this movement in Pakistan. So what are some of the learnings maybe that you have gathered from taking these actions that maybe can be useful to other activists? Um, so, you know, this is this is a tough question. What have I learned? I've learned a lot. I've learned, you know, that my voice matters. I've learned that you have to keep going regardless of what happens. Um, I've learned that, you know, you have to stand up for what you believe in. I've learned to respect other people's opinions uh, and, you know, what they have to say about this issue and other issues as well. I've learned that you have to keep fighting even through the tears. Uh, and mm -hmm. I've learned that, you know, it's, it's hard. It's difficult to, you know, want to do something and feel like nobody cares about it or nobody really wants to do anything about it but I've also learned that there are people there is goodness and there are people who are ready to fight and there are people who uh, spend day and night working on this and there are people who have genuine love for humanity for this earth and yeah. I've learned that you know community and and love for this earth and just family is so important and just fighting for a cause that you believe in and fighting for a cause when, when it's when it's life or death for you uh, as mm -hmm. as a young person and you know I have I have all these dreams of going to these big universities and doing these big things in my life and yet those dreams will not matter if I do not have the opportunity to live and that is yeah. what it is for us uh, here in Pakistan even I am more privileged than so many other people here um, and yet still I am afraid. So I've, I've, I've learned how to stand up even if even when my legs are shaking, even when, when there's tears in my eyes, I've learned to speak even when my heart feels my heart feels shattered. And I've learned to keep going, to keep fighting because in, at the end of the day, 
I at least I will be able to say that you know I was there I was there when people needed me I was there when the earth needed me I was there when humanity asked for me and I was there I was on the front lines and I did everything I possibly could and I've learned much much more but that's just some of the things I've learned yeah well I think um that is like so courageous of you and I think uh it takes a lot of you know uh audacity as well to go and fight for what you believe in and stand for everything as you said like even when it doesn't seem that things are changing or everything is going uh not your way you're still there and i think uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that because what you're talking about is conviction right it's this ideal that the world can be better and yeah. something that you said uh really uh caught my attention and is that yes sometimes this movement and when we talk about social and environmental change we're so focused on what's wrong what needs to be solved and of course that is important but you said that one of the things that you have learned is that you have also seen the goodness in other people and in the world and i think that is so important like to yeah, just exactly. to, to stop there for a second because that is what actually fuels hope right it's that yeah. sense of noticing all the people that actually care and i think that sometimes maybe in the media right and in social media as well uh we're seeing more of the of everything that's wrong and only like bad news and sometimes yeah. good news and good people and good efforts are not being echoed so much so what you just said is so important because i think we all need to be looking more into what's being done as well and see the goodness in others because there's a, a big movement out there doing like mm -hmm. amazing yeah, exactly. things and i think that obviously helps us to keep going so um, i feel like that is one of the biggest things that helps you you know it, it keeps you going because if i didn't see people around me wanting to bring about change if i didn't see people you know constantly talking about this and the community that i that i've built and that i'm part of now um i wouldn't be that hopeful i won't keep fighting because i hear so many pakistani youth and like people just have, they, they've given up they they feel hopeless and they i talked to them about how we can change the world and we can we can change our country because there's always hope uh, and and they say they look me in the eyes and they say you really have hope for this country and it's just it's just you know sad because there is hope there are good people that are doing good and great things and there are people that are putting their life into this and mm -hmm. and not just this so many other issues are related to climate change that that you know affect, that climate change affects uh people are working day in and day out and you know that is not being highlighted uh and that is how i felt as well i did feel i felt hopeless many times uh, but you know at the end of the day like there are good people and you know contribute however you can do whatever you can and to the however good you can do it uh so yeah yeah i think that's so important to notice that um you know there's power in in what you can do and sometimes people feel like their work 
doesn't matter or their voice or their actions won't make that much of an impact. But I think you're the perfect example that when you take action, like you can really move things and move other people as well. Because as you uh, said earlier, this is a collective effort. And when you feel that you're the only person doing the work, obviously you're going to feel uh, less hopeful right but when you start seeing a movement exactly. rising then it just moves this inside of you that change is possible um can we talk a little bit more about the context of activism in pakistan like how would you describe it like what does it mean to be an activist in your country So in Pakistan, um, I, my, I myself, I have not uh, really understood and registered what it means to be an activist in my country because my country is complex and beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's something, it's a country that I am still trying to understand. And so, you know, um, to be an activist in Pakistan is, is, is like, it's just, first of all, I'm privileged. I'm privileged because I have an education. I get an education. Uh, I'm privileged because I have a house. I have food on my table. I'm privileged because I have the internet to talk to you, to be able to get my message out to the world and get our message out to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there are so many that are on the front lines um, and that are facing the climate crisis head on and they have no platform whatsoever. And they, their voices are not amplified and their um, you know, concerns are not being heard. And so to be an activist in my country, it really depends on who you ask. Because being an activist is just, it's different for everyone uh, mm-hmm. in any place, in any area. But for me, being an activist in, in my country is, it's, it's an experience that, that's just, it's an emotional roller coaster because it has all the ups and it has all the downs and it has you know all these different things that you, you face and all these um you know sort of problems that you face and then also the support that you get that you you are just so thankful for so you know i feel like it's going to be unique in any country anywhere it's going to be unique activism and how you go about the activism it's going to be different how you do it in the us it's going to be different how you do it in pakistan But you cannot have the same. You cannot have the same things going on in every country, uh, because activism and these movements and make movements work and be able to, you know, bring about change and make an impact. You have to be able to ad- adopt uh, and adapt to the 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 specific things and that specific area that you're an activist in. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, I think uh, all activists face specific challenges um, depending on the region they're in, the country, communities. And as you said, uh, even the privilege with which some of us, uh, you know, which some of us have, and we have to acknowledge that, of course. How um, I've been very thoughtful about this because I've been talking to a lot of activists lately And the same topic always like uh, rises in the conversation that is that so many activists are being left out, obviously, because they're not maybe as privileged as uh, some of us are, right? 
uh, having access to technology and to some of the resources. So I've been thinking, and maybe I can get your opinion on this. What are some ideas or things we can do to start getting, you know, their voice out and having those messages and maybe activists that are more privileged in the resources? How can we, uh, you know, start working towards having a more inclusive movement and maybe getting also the voice of those activists that are not being heard right now to be heard on a global scale? Okay, so... I have a few opinions on this. First, uh, I think we all need to listen. We all need to start listening because a lot of people have a lot of different things to say and the climate movement is diverse and it cannot be done by a few European activists um, who, you know, uh, who everyone, you know, listens to and then amplifies their voices and then the world moves on. You have mm -hmm. to be able to listen to what uh, people are saying uh, from different areas in the world. Um, then secondly, you have to be able to amplify those voices because even for, you know, a few um, places that I've seen and organizations that I've seen, they pick a few activists that, you know, have been working and what work any activist is doing is amazing and it's great and it should be amplified, but to keep amplifying the same voices again and again uh, and to, you know, pick a handful of um, activists that, that you like that, you know, fit into what you believe and then just keep, keep, you know, sort of amplifying them and, you know, ignoring the voices that so obviously need to be amplified. Uh, I feel that we need to work on that as well. Then um, uh, obviously, you know, how do you amplify, how do you amplify those voices? Um, you know, if you have a platform, even if it's just, if it's on social media with just like a hundred followers, you know, lend that platform to someone that wants, that needs to be heard, that wants to be heard. Um, and, you know, is saying important things. Uh, and, you know, just, I mean, we do the best that we can, but we can keep trying. And for the people that are less privileged, um, we need to be able to, you know, include them in the conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, like listen to them. And if, if they need something, provide that to them uh, as best as we can. Um, and, you know, just, I feel like that's how we're going to make this movement more inclusive uh, and, you know, less about uh, privilege and who has, who has the, you know, sort of contacts and who has the, um, you know, the, the more of the power in the media on their side. Um, and I mean, all activists are doing great things and they need to be encouraged and they should be appreciated. Um, but at the same time, there are some, there are a lot of voices that are being left out that are not mm -hmm. being heard, that are being ignored. Um, and then also one thing that, you know, I feel like we need to listen to and work on is the fact that I've got some, uh, you know, international activists and I appreciate criticism, but, uh, you know, uh, you, you can't tell people, you know, in another country that they, how to do th the work that th they need to do. I mean, mm -hmm. criticism is great and, but, but they're, it, it's different for every country and it's different for every activist. Um, and so something that works in your country may not work in mine. And so we have to be able to change uh, and, you know, make it work uh, in different countries because otherwise we won't be able to get people who need to be in on the conversation, in on the conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is very important because 
there's a local context and also a global context, right? So I think uh, we need more activists like yourself to be putting the word out uh, to the specific uh, challenges of your context and hopefully it will inspire other activists as well to do so because at the end of the day, we need to build a common agenda, of course, but also a local agenda that works for that local context. So I think we need to, uh, exactly. you know, open ourselves to a global movement that also works locally. And, and this is so important because the challenges that you may face, as you said, as an activist in Pakistan, are not the same challenges that maybe an activist will face in Europe or the United States or South America. So we need to understand that as a whole and be more supportive of, of each other. And as you said, if you are more privileged and have a platform in which you can amplify other voices that are maybe not being heard so much on mainstream media, I think we should all do the effort uh, if it's in our hands to try to amplify that. Hania, so to close, what does it mean for you to be a hero? Um, to me, for me, um, it's to be to be a hero and to be an activist. And I mean, I I wouldn't call myself a hero, <laughs> but um, I I would I would say it's a responsibility, and it's something that you know we have to do. We have no other choice. But for me to be an activist, a climate activist, environmentalist, to be working for this cause and fighting for this cause. It just means that, you know, it, it's it's important, it is crucial, it is vital. It's something that I cannot ignore. And if I ignore it, then that is on me and that is that is guilt I cannot live with. Um, and so to, to be a hero uh, or uh, as you said, like, or to be a climate activist is just, it, it's, it's a huge responsibility. And it's, you know, um, it's just that, someone has to start working and someone has to get uh, that work done and someone has to speak up and someone needs to stand up and so many people are but you know it's the local activists in local communities in different cities and villages and you know countries across the world that make the real change because they're the ones that are talking and they're the ones that are ha having the conversations and there's a, they're the ones that are um, you know listening and fighting and sometimes they're they, we don't even know who they are or uh, what their name is or you know why they're doing it and so it's the local activists the ones that you know use maybe Im impact just like five people or six people but they're the ones collectively that that is what makes uh, the biggest change so for me to be a hero or for me to be an activist is just simply put um the is the biggest responsibility and you know but i'm privileged and I'm honored that I have those, you know, sort of, um, I've been able to learn and, you know, increase my knowledge and just fight for this uh, vital issue um, in Pakistan uh, and, um, you know, uh, internationally as well. So I feel like that that is what it means for me to be an activist. Yeah. That's awesome. And Hani, I just want to close uh, telling you that, your voice is powerful. And I'm not just saying this because I have you as a guest, but just listening to you, there's so much passion. Uh, there's so much hope in the way that you speak and what you believe in. 
that I think that uh, I hope that more people can listen to your voice because it does make a difference. It does inspire and it does change things. So I'm so grateful uh, to have this opportunity thank to, you, thank you. to talk I, to you. I do, yeah, yeah, sorry for interrupting. I do believe that, you know, my voice has power and I believe that every voice has power. And, yeah. you know, everything that you say and do has an impact. And, you know, so if you if you say something rude, if you say something hurtful, and if you're, if you're putting your time into, you know, things that are a little negative, those have an impact on others. And if you put your time into something that's positive, and if you say things that encourage people and that, that are kind, uh, that has an impact as well. And it, always, it will always have that impact. And I'm learning to believe in my voice. And thank you for those kind words. No, and uh, I'm grateful you. for you for amplifying the voices of people across the world and, you know, highlighting the, these issues and, uh, you know, different people's opinions and ideas and experiences, because that in the end, that is something that will help us uh, in the climate movement. And that is something that that is the defining feature of the climate movement, the, di the diversity. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and we only rise by lifting others. So yeah, I'm so grateful. Uh, honey, I hope this is not the last conversation or opportunity we have to, to talk to each other or to just amplify your ideas and efforts. So thank you so much. Um, I hope everybody listening really uh, got so inspired as I felt talking to you. So thank you so much. And we'll be in contact very soon as well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hero Podcast. My name is Mauricio Porras and I'll see you next time.